The scripture reading today is from the fourth chapter of Luke, verses 1 through 14, or 1 through 13. A couple of key notes about this. First of all, the timeline, it's sort of bookended by two significant um, things that happened to Jesus. Um, before this reading, he is baptized. After this reading, he goes out into his ministry in the Galilee. In verse 14, the verse that finishes this, is a parallel to the very first verse. The first verse starts out with Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, and then in verse 14, then Jesus filled with the power of the Spirit returned to Galilee. So you'll see that what happens in the middle of this temptation story does not affect Jesus in that the Holy Spirit is with him the whole time. In the temptations in the desert, the, the devil tempts Jesus with, one, taking care of his bodily needs, he's hungry. Second thing, he sort of says, well, um, how about power? Jesus doesn't take that. And then in the end, I'm not sure whether the devil's sort of goading him on and saying, hey, you say you're this, prove it. Or if he's saying, why don't you go for recognition? But in all these cases, Jesus resists the temptation. This is a reading starting with verse number one. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of man, or God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from there. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test... He departed from him until an opportune time. This is the word of God for the people of God. Another Lord's Day, a Sunday that we assemble as the people of God to share our faith and to worship. We assemble to give thanks and praise to God for who God is and for what God continue to be to each of us. And today, we mark the first Sunday in the season of Lent. A season of 40 days, not counting Sundays. A season that started on Wednesday last, Ash Wednesday a season that ends on Holy Saturday before the day of resurrection. 
Lent is a time of self-examination. It's a time of reflection. It's a time of meditation. It helps us focus on our relationship with God. It is a time that we draw closer to God. And we begin this journey through the season of Lent 2019 by examining a very familiar passage with a big T, temptation. Throughout the Bible, the big T is present. Right from the beginning, in Genesis, temptation was there in the Garden of Eden. And temptation is defined in two separate ways. Referring to the scripture, it is a test of an individual by God or a test of an individual by Satan. And both of these tests are in the form of a trial designed by God or by Satan to give a person opportunity to either develop their faith and be stronger or to commit sin. Temptation, therefore, in the Bible refers to an external test of an individual. And examples of temptations are found throughout both the New Testament and the Testament before the New, which is called the Hebrew Scripture, the Old Testament. But we must be sure that it is not a sin to be tempted. It is not a sin to be tempted, but it is certainly a sin to give in to temptation. It is not a sin to be tempted, it's just yielding to temptation. Some of the worst temptation seem to come when you are alone. When you are alone. Of course, we are tempted by individuals and sometimes by the crowd. Consequently, even on those occasions, we face the temptation alone, just like Jesus Christ in the desert. And therefore, in front of us, yet again, is a familiar passage with which we start our Lenten journey, a journey that gives us moments to reflect on who we are as people created by God and who we are 
as people adopted by God through our faith in Jesus Christ. And so in the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter, we have the narration of Jesus being tempted. We fight this battle every day. And so when I read the passage, preparing the meditation for this day, I know we fight the battle with temptation. And battles with temptation, my friends, are eye-catching. Because the scripture says Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And I'd like us to understand what the scripture is telling us. See, temptation comes not just because God is not with us. Because if you read the sentence, it is Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. Just like all of us who are Christians are filled with the Holy Spirit because the moment you become a Christian, the moment you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, the Spirit abides with you and in you. So Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led by who? The Spirit into the wilderness. God was there. Jesus, the second person of the Godhead, was filled with the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, who led Jesus into the wilderness. Where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And at the end of those days, he was hungry. Most of us know that Jesus fought decisive battles with temptations. Three of the gospel writers tell the story of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. And since Jesus was alone in the wilderness, Jesus must have told his disciples about the experience. He was sharing with them his own struggle with the three temptations in front of him. And the three temptations are familiar to all of us. Because if you're familiar with the scripture, you've read it over and over and over. But every year, we come together to remind ourselves, to bring them up again, so that we don't lose sight of what has gone before. In order for us to meditate on them and try to shape or reshape our lives through the power of God for a better and brighter tomorrow. Indeed, as the choir says to us, we're waiting for the morning. So we reflect on the stories of the past so that every morning when we wake up, we are ready to stand in the need of God's grace. And so the first temptation was to turn stones into bread. And this was the temptation to get men and women to follow the devil because he could give them material possessions or material provisions. But Jesus knew 
He could not bribe people into following him, the devil. So Jesus rejected this temptation by saying, man cannot live by bread alone. The second temptation was to stand on the pinnacle of the temple, about 450 feet high. If you could leap from this and land among people without being harmed, then the people would follow him. But Jesus recognized that faith, which was founded on magic, faith which was founded on the sensational, was doomed to failure. So he rejected this temptation by saying, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The third temptation was the temptation to compromise with evil in the world. The voice said to Jesus, fall down and worship me and I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. The voice, Satan, failed to realize that nothing was created in the world without Jesus. For that's what the scripture says. Nothing was created without him. And here, the devil says, I will give you the kingdoms of the world. The kingdoms belong to Jesus. So Jesus recognized that faith, which was founded on magic or sensationalism, is doomed to failure. And so he rejected this temptation by saying, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Even as Jesus struggled with these temptations, he became convinced that one can never defeat evil by compromising with evil. You can never defeat evil by compromising with evil. In summary, the first temptation, Jesus was tempted by the wrong use of power. The second temptation, Jesus was tempted by the wrong way to popularity. The third temptation, Jesus was tempted by the wrong kind of partnership. It is power, it is popularity, it is partnership. And this morning we can say to ourselves, my friends, that temptation comes in a variety of packages and there is not one of us that is immune to temptation. We are not free from temptation. We have all fall short of God's glory. And we all 
fights our battles with a beast called temptation. Sometimes we are tempted with our morality. Sometimes we are tempted with power. Sometimes we are tempted with greed. Sometimes we are tempted with prestige. And sometimes we are tempted with jealousy. And it goes on and on and on, my friends. Temptation comes in a variety of package. And none of us can escape temptation. Secondly, this morning we see in the scripture that temptation is not a battle. The battle we fight with temptation is not only eye-catching, but it is endless. It is endless. Because the scripture says in verse 13, when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Someone has said that opportunity knocks only once. It's temptation that keeps banging on your door. And it is every day, my friends. The devil left him for an opportune time. Jesus knew the power of temptation over the human heart. And so he taught his disciples how to deal with temptation. Listen as he instructs the disciples on the night he was betrayed. The apostle Luke in his gospel writes and says, And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And please take note, my friends, of the linkage between prayer and temptation. Jesus says to the disciples, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Jesus realizes that we cannot, we cannot defeat the devil all by our strength. We need God. We need to connect with God to help us. It is interesting to note that when Jesus returned to the disciples that night in the Garden of Gethsemane, my friends, he found them asleep. And when he woke them, he instructed them once again, rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. There is a link between prayer and temptation. Jesus is telling us here that the first step in dealing with temptation is to pray that we may not even experience temptation. It's to be connected with God. And that's what we said at the beginning, that the season of Lent is a period that we draw closer to God. And there is no better way to draw closer to God than for us to be at a moment when we communicate with God at a moment when we listen to God. 
And so Jesus says to the disciples, pray that you may not fall into temptation. All of us know that it is, all of us know what it is to enter the wilderness of temptation. Temptation is part and parcel of the human condition. And we ourselves do an injustice as Christians when we overlook the seriousness of temptation. Temptation is like a wedge. We all know what a wedge is. Temptation is like a wedge. In the world of physics, the mechanical world, there is hardly a more powerful application than a wedge. Once you get its thin edge in, it's just a matter of time and force how far that wedge will be able to split things apart. The hardest stone, the toughest bit of wood, no matter what, my friends, is not able to resist the power of the wedge to drive things apart. And I believe that's what temptation is like. The wedge that seeks to drive us apart from God. It drives us away from God. And therefore, during the season of Lent, we want to come closer to God. If you think I'm joking, just go back to Genesis. The wedge that drove Adam and Eve away from God. Temptation. They were tempted and they disobeyed God. And that wedge is still around us. The battle with temptation is eye-catching. The same battle with temptation is endless. Because the devil leaves you for a moment and waits for an opportune time. That's what the scripture says the devil did with Jesus. And if the devil can do that with Jesus, we, his followers, are no exception. And therefore we say to ourselves this morning, that battling with temptation, we need to be equipped. And for us to be equipped, we go back to he who was tempted and came out victorious. And in the Gospel of John, the 16th chapter, verse 33, this is what Jesus says. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. My friends, there is only one person who has faced the tempter and defeated him. Only one person who stands ready to come to your service. Only one person who promises to strengthen you in moments of temptation. And he says to you today and always, here on earth, you will have many trials, many temptations, many sorrows, 
many disappointments, many discouragements, many headache and many heartache. Here on earth, you will go through persecution. You will struggle. And then he says to you this morning and always, but take heart. Because I have overcome the world. Friends, temptation is the devil's way of turning things around. Of leading us away from life and from God. For when we enter into temptation, we walk away from life. We walk away from God. We choose behavior that is anti-life. We fall into habits that are not healthy. And we expose ourselves to influences that are anything but good, wholesome, and lasting. And so Jesus says to the disciples, and we are his disciples, he says, pray that you may not even enter into temptation. And so this morning and always, my friends, I will say to us, don't think you are too strong. Don't think you are too powerful. Don't think you are too strong in your faith for temptation to come to you. Temptation is all around us. The devil is not leaving us alone. The devil is searching for those of us with faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For those of us who feel our faith is so strong, for those of us who feel we are strong enough to attack the devil by ourselves, and Jesus is saying to us this morning, pray. Connect with God. Because when temptation comes, my friends, you don't have the strength, the power, the insight or the foresight to defeat the devil without God's help. It is my prayer this morning that each of us will lean a little bit closer to God, will connect a little bit more with God, will focus on our prayer and on our faith so that when temptation comes, we'll go back to Jesus who says to us, take heart, I have overcome the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God's people say, Amen.